Hey everyone, how's it going? Welcome to Let's Talk Frank. I'm your host, Francisco Portella. However, all my friends call me Frank, so allow me to talk Frank with you. All right, everyone, I'm going to be frank with you today, right off the bat. After the last recording, you know, Shane sent me the the recordings, I listened to it, and I got to be honest with you guys, I was freaking out. I was so nervous. I was so nervous to hear my voice because I'm going to be honest with you too. My voice was something that I was always insecure about for some reason. I don't understand it, but I was. You know how it is. When you hear your voice on a recording or on a, on a, on a playback, you know, whatever, it always sounds weird, doesn't it? Because it never sounds the same. You never sound the same, you know, once you hear yourself. So I had some sleepless nights. I was kind of a little worried about certain stories I I told and so I wanted to uh, come back and edit them and you know I was really stuck in my head for at least two or three days and once I did kind of settle down um, I'm going to tell you guys how I settled down but it was a perfect prelude for today's episode so let's skip ahead a little bit here on today's episode we're going to talk about the mind and as I was explaining the mind can play tricks on you right it can the ego likes to come in and the ego doesn't want to be embarrassed. The ego doesn't want to look bad in front of people. It always wants to be right or it wants to take the safest bet. And that's where I had to kind of stop the ego and be like, no, 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 you're not taking over today. Okay, I'm sorry, buddy. All right. So today we're going to focus on perspective. Number two is gratitude. Number three is going to be taking responsibility, taking ownership. Number four is connecting to the spiritual side of life. And number five is having some fucking fun, folks, because I don't know about you. I'm here for a good time, not for a long time. All right. That is something that uh, obviously I think we all know the song. We're here to have a good time. The experiences that we live. But we'll talk a little bit more about that. But to get back to how I was feeling, I definitely was nervous. I'm exposing myself. I'm being vulnerable to all of you. I'm talking about personal stories. My family are going to hear this. My friends are going to hear this. You know, I had images of my friends making fun of me, laughing. It was bugging me. I started to connect back to my inner circle, the people that I depend on, the people that I can call if I'm feeling anxious, nervous. And I remember having a conversation with one of my friends, and she told me, do you feel like you're being pushed in a different direction? And it was right before I was going to sleep, so I actually responded back, no, I don't. And then I just went to sleep at that point. And when I woke up in the morning, I felt a lot more relaxed because I started to have faith in all the signs that life is giving me. That's something that's very important. Once you become situationally aware of your surroundings, you're able to see those signs and follow through with them and believe in them and have faith. If we didn't have faith, and if life was so easy, we wouldn't have to have to believe in this kind of stuff. You know, it'd be so much easier. We'd know that things were coming, and where's the adventure in life? Where's the excitement? Where's the drama, right? We all love watching movies with a bit of drama. So I remember kind of calming down. I went to work that day, and I, I do a very simple job at the moment. I'm in a factory. I'm an airline pilot, as you guys know, but I'm, I'm laid off because of the pandemic. So this job now is nice because I'm able to think a lot about how I want to portray my messages to everybody. 
you know, I, I really get stuck in my thoughts. I have a very analytical mind in that sense where I really break everything down. And this is what I mentioned on my last episode where I was also tough on myself when I was saying sorry to my parents. I'm very, very tough on myself. So I broke everything down, played it over and over my head. My Indian buddies at, at work were like, Franco, Franco, why are you not dancing, buddy? Why are you not dancing? Because I dance at work. I put my phone and my music on, you know, because like I want to tell you that this is not just steps or, or something that you just temporarily do to get better. This is a lifestyle change, folks. This is something that people know, you know, when I'm not in a good mood or something's on my mind because those signs are not there at that time. So I just told him and said, guys, I'm just thinking about things today, but I'm good. That was the answer that I gave him. But sometimes we mask our emotions, right? And again, if people notice that I'm not feeling right, they definitely will notice something's on my mind. So I started thinking about things. And through that, I actually started to realize, you know what? You have a good positive message. You really want to help people genuinely. So keep going with it. Keep doing this. Because people will feel that. People will see that. So what am I worried about, really? It was my ego that I'm worried about. It was me getting made fun of, getting put down, or hearing voices that were not there. All of that was being fabricated here, in between my ears, all in my head. And every time I played my, my demos to any of my friends, I got nothing but, but encouraging uh, feedback and also uh, some constructive criticism too, which is, you know, it's great. And if you're in that, if you have that state of mind where you're able to receive some of that criticism without taking it offensively, folks, you're, you're well on your way to really becoming a better version of yourself. So this, for me, was a perfect prelude for this episode today. We're talking about the mind. We're talking about the ego. So number one is perspective. You know, perspective is very important because one way to figure out what your perspective is like around others is listening to your stories listening to what you tell people, especially when you meet strangers. When you meet strangers, what are the stories you tell strangers to tell them about you, right? Like it, it's almost like an interview in a sense where you kind of are introducing yourself uh, to this potential employer and you want them to like you in a sense. I mean, you don't, you don't necessarily want them to like you, but you know, for example, you don't want to, to say anything offensive, right? It's just being respectful. It's having a bit of, uh, in my opinion, a bit of class and, uh, and just having a good conversation because you can learn something new in every conversation that you have with anybody. So again, listen to what you're saying. Also, listen to when you tell those stories, the responses you get from those people. Now, are you getting, if you're telling, for example, a sad story like, yeah, you know, my mother died. And, you know, I just have been having a tough time ever since. Um, and I just I can't focus. I don't know how to, how to regain my life. And forgive me if some of us have lost parents, um, because that is tough for sure. However, are you using that story as a reason for the reason why you haven't continued to move on? Because let's be honest, if you have lost a parent, are they going to tell you to just mourn me the rest of your life? Or are they going to encourage you to keep living your life? And, and if anything, live it to the max because you never know when it's your time. So now are you in love with 
the response you get from people when they're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry to hear that. I cannot imagine what it would feel like to go through that. So pay attention to that because is that feeding the ego? Is that giving the ego that uh, a confirmation to continue to dwell? So remember, do we want to keep feeding the ego in that sense? Do we want to feel stuck in that state of always feeling sorry for me? So the short answer obviously is no, but for a lot of people, we don't know how to get out of those situations, right? So now this is where if you're able to pick out these stories, pick out how you talk to people, pick out the way you give off your energy to people, then you can identify. And this is a term that I learned from aviation, which was amazing, because now I've applied that to obviously my whole life. And it's situational awareness. Once you're situationally aware of how you're affecting others, because you're affecting others with those stories, because in that example that I gave you, people are now feeling sorry for you, right? So now you, you feel like, oh, yeah, you know, and you're kind of going, you obviously know that they feel sorry for you. So now you know that you kind of have them in your corner as well, right? It's almost a form of manipulation in a sense. You're, at, you're manipulating people to like you because of a sad story, right? So once you're situationally aware of your stories, how people are reacting to you, then you're able to pinpoint how to correct the issue. Now, instead of saying, so my mother died two years ago and I've been struggling, um, why don't we change it to, so yeah, two years ago, my life changed. It was a difficult time. However, through that time, I've been able to just continue to work on myself and get past the loss of my parent. They'll always be very special to me. And, you know, I know that they want me to move on and continue to become an incredible person in life as well. That could be an example. I'm sure there's other examples at the moment, right? But at the same time, remember, words are powerful. Words are energy. Thoughts are energy. A smile. Everybody knows when you give somebody a smile, usually people respond back with a smile. Communication is actually 77% body language. That's a, such an incredible number. I didn't know that until I learned that. And the rest is actually through communicating through your mouth. It's incredible. You know, you can be communicating with your hands, your body, you know, turning your head, who knows, whatever it is, rolling your eyes, you know, things like that. That's how we communicate with our bodies. And so many people are actually really good at interpreting that from people because those people are, are pretty good at being situationally aware. So perspective for me is number one on the list. If you're going to start creating those changes in your mind, you got to start looking at your perspective and how you look at things. An example is getting up in the morning and if you know it's raining, you're like, ah, oh, shit, it's raining today. Right away, you're telling your subconscious, okay, guys, it's raining today. All right, so it's going to be a miserable day. We're not going to see any sun. You know, it's going to suck. We're going to be stuck inside all day. You're basically telling your subconscious already. Now, I, I haven't explained that. But really, you have your conscious mind, and that's kind of how we're communicating at this moment. But you also have your subconscious mind, which is like your autopilot. And you ever notice when you're driving down a road, and sometimes, you know, maybe a five minutes go by, and you're just like, oh my God, where, how did I get here already? That's your autopilot function. That's your subconscious. Your subconscious mind has taken everything it's learned that the conscious mind has fed it, 
and it does it for you in, in certain situations. I mean, even when you're communicating with your body language, that's your subconscious mind reacting to perhaps something that you heard and something that you don't like or whatever it is. So that's very important what you're feeding your, your subconscious mind through your conscious mind. So keep that in mind as well. So going back to that example of waking up in the morning, instead of saying it's raining, be like, okay, it's raining, perfect, that's okay. You know what, I gotta do some stuff in the house anyway, we'll tidy up, today will be a great day to do my prep, you know, food prep or something, you know, planning something, maybe I can read a book or listen to an audio book. And again, these are tips that again, we'll talk more about in the future. So being able to change things on the fly, folks, is a great way to change your perspective already. Keep in mind, too, when it's raining, it's feeding the grass, it's feeding the trees, it's feeding the flowers. So a response, you know, if somebody says, ah, oh, it's raining today, and be like, yeah, but it's going to give us some beautiful flowers, right? Again, little things like that, little comments like that. You get to work, somebody says to you, hey, good morning. Good morning, I'm feeling great today. And everyone's looking at you like you're crazy because it's raining and it's crappy out and you just got your hair all wet and now it's frizzy because frizzy hair is going to ruin your day, isn't it? Not really. So perspective, very key. Don't forget about that. Changing your thoughts, being aware of it, situationally aware and how it affects you and others. That is very important, folks. Okay. The next one, number two is gratitude. Once we're fixing our thoughts, then you can focus on gratitude. You can focus on perhaps your children. Thank you, Lord, for giving me healthy children. Or thank you for even giving me children. Thank you for the roof over my head. Thank you for my car. Thank you for my spouse. Thank you for my parents. Thank you for my siblings. Thank you for the clothes on my back. Thank you for the opportunity to be able to read a book, educate myself, get a good job. Once you're able to give gratitude and appreciate what you have and not what you don't have, that is life-changing. I cannot tell you how incredible that is. And it'll make your relationship so much better. It'll definitely change a lot of that negativity. And also, it'll also change wanting things that you don't have. Because it's so important to realize everything that you have is right here in this moment. We live in the present. You know, I saw a quote that said, if you live in the future, you're living in uh, anxiety. If you're living in the past, you're living with depression. But if you're living in the present, you're living. All right, I don't know where I got that quote from, but I found it to be very inspiring in the sense of, yes, I used to always think of the future and always wanting to get ahead and get to my next level, especially in my, in my industry as a pilot, I was working some shitty jobs. And I don't wanna say they were shitty, but you know, I had to move far away, for example. Um, or when I was a, a flight instructor where I was teaching people, so I do have a background in teaching at least, um, that job was very demanding, you know, and I was my own, essentially my own salesman. And I was pushing, I was pushing, I was pushing to fly as often as I could, including almost having a, a serious accident because I was trying to fly as much as I could to gain all those hours, gain that experience. Anybody who works in trades understands what acquiring hours means to anybody. So it was very difficult to kind of balance all that. Again, I had, at the time I was married and there was a lot of pressure even at home. You know what I'm saying? So it was very difficult to handle at that time for myself. But here we are now. I'm grateful for everything. I'm grateful for this opportunity. I'm grateful for the fact Shane's sitting over here right in front of me, about six feet away. He's listening to me talk. 
while we're recording this, you know, I'm grateful that he took this opportunity to help all of us. It's not just helping me or helping uh, himself, you know, get better at doing this. We're helping, uh, we're hopefully helping a bigger audience in the long run. Now, number three, number three is is very key because number three was something very, um, something that affected me a lot growing up. And it's taking ownership. I was somebody that created a lot of excuses, always had excuses, always blaming my parents, for example, always blaming other people, always blaming perhaps exes in my past relationships uh, and not taking ownership. Number three to me is very important because once we take ownership, this really contributes to letting go of the past. This is very important because letting go of the past means that you can get out of the depression that pretty much was affecting me in those in those instances. For example, when I had my girlfriend in, in high school leave, I was blaming, you know, like, why is this happening? Why did this happen now? Then I, I tried to fill the void right away, and I tried dating another, another uh, girl right off the bat, and that went south very quickly. And again, I started blaming, like, why this? Why me? You know, it, it didn't lead to anything good. During my marriage, too, when it was failing, I was blaming my partner a lot. And you know what? There's faults on both sides. But I was putting all the blame on that person. And that wasn't good. That was kind of my ego saying, no, 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 that you're fine, dude. You know, she's the problem, not you. But at the end of the day, once I finally came to realize that I was part of the problem, too, then I was able to start to get over that whole situation. And to the point where I even wrote a letter to my ex saying sorry as well. Sorry for the way that I behaved as well. That was a big thing, folks. I really recommend that. We'll talk more about that in relationships, but that was a big thing for me. Being able to understand what I did and how I affected it as well, and also to say sorry. Because like I told you, folks, I'm a straight up person. You got you to take responsibility. You got to say sorry when you committed something wrong, no matter what big or small, but you got to take ownership. And this one is very important, very important step, folks. So now the next step for me is spiritual, connecting to the spiritual side of life. Now, this is probably where I'm going to lose a few people, who knows, but it's definitely something that's near and dear to my heart. And I'll tell you why. When I moved back home and I was living with my mom, I was again depressed. I was, I didn't know what I was going to do. I wasn't working as a pilot at all not even as, a, as an instructor or anything like that. I was working in a restaurant. So I had no clue how to get back on track. And all of a sudden, one day, I get a, a Facebook request from a friend. Well, actually, I didn't even know they were a friend, but I got this Facebook request, and it was my friend Tara. And I saw the picture. I remember creeping her, and I was just like, mm, she looks familiar. And you know we all creep, folks. Don't, don't act like we don't do it. You know what I'm saying? So I added her. And nothing of it, nothing happened of it, right? But two months later, she just messages me out of the blue. She's like, oh my God, Frank, thank you so much for connecting with me. I'm super happy that you did. Listen, you might not remember me, but I remember you and this and that. And I'm just reading the message and I'm like, what? This person knows me? Because when she accepted me as well, I forgot to put this little uh, piece of information. She was actually living in Edmonton now. And I'm like, I don't know anybody from Edmonton, like nobody from out West, right? And uh, so she brought up the past. She said, you were dating my friend and we hung out and talked 
and we had the most incredible conversation. And I remember you telling me that you were going to be doing some incredible job one day and, and something incredible. And that just stuck with me. And, you know, I just recently left my husband and I just thought about you and I wanted to reconnect with you. And I was just like, wow, blown away. So I responded back because this was probably 16 years prior from that date before that. I mean, you know, you know how much partying and drinking and stuff I did in that time? How many brain cells I've killed? <laughs> Come on, don't expect me to remember all, everybody I've met, right? So, so she mentioned that we'd started firing texts back and forth to each other. And I just felt the energy. I was like, wow, this person is very, very positive, very outgoing. And I can sense that equal transfer of, of energy. It was amazing. Then she told me her secret. And when I first met her, she was a little embarrassed about it. But she told me that she could connect to the spiritual world. In other words, she talks to dead people. And I'm like, yeah, right, whatever. And I was a huge skeptic at the time, no doubt. I didn't believe that. And I remember she's like, yeah, so we tried it. And you know what? She connected me to my, my grandfather, right? And it was incredible. I mean, what an amazing experience. Like, listen, my grandfather loved the guy, but he wasn't anybody popular. You couldn't, you couldn't Google him and, and, f and figure out who he was. So for me, it was like, how do you know that kind of stuff? How? Just explain that, folks. Please, somebody explain that to me because nobody has explained that to me properly. Anyway. We're going to get more into that story in a little bit later because it's that was life-changing for me, folks. That completely changed my life. And I remember after that connection, I started crying. At that point, I started to focus a little bit more on the spiritual side of life. I started to believe in God and my form of God, and that could be different for everybody. So remember, these are just tools, folks. You can take this information and you can do whatever you'd like with it because everybody's different. I'm not trying to mold people here into one mold. That's impossible. I don't want to encourage one mold. I want to encourage more creative people. I want to encourage people to show their, their personalities in different forms, in different ways. So if you don't connect well, I'm a Roman Catholic. I'm not a practicing Roman Catholic, but I grew up as one. But if you did, for example, and you're like, you know what? I'm not a big fan of how they believe in God. Check out some other religions. Check out uh, other forms of, of how people worship. Because we can all agree, every culture pretty much worships. So why, why do we do that? So how can we be ignorant? You know, we all believe in some sort of higher power in a sense. A lot of atheists I know. And I'm not here to convince you. That's okay. For me now, it's almost like a cheat sheet. I get help now. I get help. Sorry, I can't talk, folks. But I'm getting help from the divine, which is amazing. And how do I get help? By meditation, by thanking God for everything, which ties into gratitude. I do it with my kids now. We pray and I get my kids to say one thing that was you know, given to them just throughout the day or something special that happened throughout the day and that they're thankful for because it's something that I wanna teach my children too. And anybody who has children right now or who wants to have children in the future, you obviously want to teach them what, what you know and pass on that knowledge, right? Because life is not easy. So find what you need, whatever it is, yoga. It could be Buddha, which is a way of being. It could be whatever it is. But meditation, folks, if you're not doing it, you need to do it. Because that was one of the other forms how I relaxed myself. The story that I told you at the beginning of this podcast, 
I actually did a meditation. And believe it or not, when I meditate, I use YouTube and I find relaxing music. I type in just meditation for relaxation or something specific to how I'm feeling. Because even the type of music has different frequencies and different, different energy. So it affects you different, just like different music. You know, like I love my house music. I love my hip hop. I love my sad music. I love love songs. Whatever it is, depends on the mood that I'm in though, right? And have you noticed that as well? When you're sad, sometimes you play like sad, you know, music, kind of breakup music sort of thing. But when you're happy, you play some upbeat. You know, I like my reggaeton, my upbeat music, boom, when I'm dancing for the guys at work, whatever it is. So YouTube is very important to, to help, me, help me through my training when I was, when I was at the airline, uh, my first initial training, because it was a little overwhelming. It was a lot of studying all at once, which is crazy, but it's something that I love. So it didn't feel like hard work. It wasn't easy. Okay, folks, I'll just tell you that right now. But anyway... Before I get into a somewhat deep meditation, it probably takes me about five to 10 minutes before I can finally just continue to focus on my breathing because that's how you can center yourself. And you know, there's books on it. There's all sorts of information out there. So I encourage you to, to go out and dig, especially with this podcast. You know, I hope you're listening to other people that are similar to myself. We're here to help you. And each one of us is gonna teach you a lesson in a different way. And these lessons may resonate with you through one person or it'll resonate with you through another person. In my experience, it wasn't just one person. You know, I, I made sure I just was taking snippets from different people, different sources and coming up with my own solutions. So I really encourage that, folks. I really encourage you to try some meditation. It really will help you relax, control those emotions and search for those answers. And one last thing I'm going to say to is once you get into that deep state of, of meditation, once you're able to get rid of those thoughts in your mind, then you can ask a question and you can direct it to anybody. I talk to my grandpa still and I ask my grandpa, grandpa, give me the strength. Why do I feel embarrassed to talk to people? Because that's what I do. I'm a talker. People actually can't stand it, <laughs> to be honest with you. So this is the perfect platform for me because now I can just talk, you know what I mean, to my heart's content and I'm not going to offend anybody. If you, don't want, if you don't like me, you can turn this podcast off right now, folks. It's all good. I'm not offended because I won't even know. But it's okay. But if you like it, thank you so much. I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen. And I'm here to help. And I know you can feel that by now. So ask your questions. And they might not come to you right away, but they'll come to you. Remember, it ties in all together. Then you got to really look at the people around you, too. That'll be next. So I'm going to talk about that in just a little bit, but let's hold that thought for just a quick second. The last topic is have some fun, folks. Go out, have some fun, go to dancing, go do karaoke, even if it scares the heck out of you. Who cares? Nobody's going to care. So what are you going to do while you're here? Are you just going to sit back, take the easy road, or are we going to take the road less traveled? When are you taking it? When are you going to change your mind? For me, I've been taking that road less traveled. It's been incredible. I've had a lot of disappointments, but I've also had a lot of triumphs. I've also been able to learn so much about myself, probably contributed to some of the, the confidence that I used to have when I was younger, when I was cocky. People used to call me cocky, but was it cocky or was it confidence? Because I knew how to navigate through certain things. All right, folks, 
I'm going to teach you the scale that I used to live by when I was younger. And sorry, I still live by it. So picture yourself running between two cliffs. On these cliffs, you fall off and you're falling to your death, right? But in between these cliffs, you have a big amount of room to maneuver and to explore and to push to the limit. If you can learn to push yourself to the limit, right to the edge, and then come back to the center between those two cliffs, folks, you're going to have an amazing life. But if you don't know how to stay away from the cliff, you're going to fall off and you're going to die. And you know what? Mistakes, especially in my line of work, mistakes usually lead to death. So learning how to navigate through those edges and those boundaries in life, you can definitely push it to the max, but make sure you get recentered again. Because I guarantee you won't hurt yourself, but you've also pushed yourself to a point where you've learned something new. It could be good or bad, but at the end of the day, any lesson is a good lesson. It doesn't matter if, it, if it's a bad lesson or whatever, there's good that comes out of it. The yin and the yang. Don't forget about that, folks. So now, just to recap, helping change your perspective. We do that by looking deep into our thoughts. Second is gratitude. Being able to be grateful for what you have and not look to what you don't have. Because if we're always looking, keeping up with the with the Jeffersons, I think that's how the saying goes, right, Shane? Jeffersons? Kardashians. Keeping up with the Kardashians. There we go. <laughs> Even better. I like that one better. But if we're going to try to keep up with them, guess what? You're never going to catch up to them because they'll always be ahead of you because they've already got rid of their old Beamer and they have bought a new Beamer, or maybe they have upgraded to a, a Benz or something. doesn't matter, whatever it is. If we're keeping up with the Jeffersons, you know what I mean? We'll never be happy. Um, then taking responsibility, folks, we need to stop doing the blame game. The blame game ain't no game at all. It's a losing game. Take responsibility. Number four, connect to the spiritual side of life. This, I'm telling you folks, is really going to help with with anxiety, when it comes to mental health issues, this will really connect you, really center you again. And I promise you, it has helped me tremendously. And I do it. I don't do it very often, once every two weeks, especially when I'm feeling nervous, then I, I find the time to do it. But some people actually say do it every, almost every day. My friend Tara does it every day. She does about a five to 15 minute meditation every day. Up to you folks, but I highly recommend it. I really believe it'll change your life. And again, the best one, that's why I got the thumbs up here for number five. Have some fun, folks. Remember my motto. I'm here for a good time, not for a long time. All right? And I encourage you to go have experiences, learn things, you know, try some exciting sports or maybe skiing or something that's exhilarating, something that'll help your time pass in the winter, especially for us Northerners. You know, if you stay at home, for those four months, when in some parts of Canada, winter pretty much lasts half a year. But where I live, it's a good maybe three and a half to four months of winter to help the time go by. Do some outdoor winter activities. It really helps. And it's so fresh. The air is so fresh, so heavy. The cold air is so much heavier than the warm air. So you're getting a lot more dense air. It's amazing. Anyway, experiences, travel, learn a new language. Play an instrument. Man, take those singing lessons if you want. How many times have you been busted on the highway or in the street, you know, with the windows down and you're singing a song and somebody pulls up and you're singing and then all of a sudden you look, you're like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. Who cares? Who cares? Enjoy life. There's so many things, 
so many topics, but this is just a, a quick little episode that I wanted to do for you. But we're going to dive into this again in the future because there's there's constantly, I, I guarantee you folks, I'm going to be listening to this again and I'm like, oh my God, I forgot to say this. I forgot to say that. But that's okay because I'm going to talk about it again for those of you who missed it. So I hope today's episode left you with uh, something uh, that you can actually apply to your life starting today because let's be fucking frank with ourselves. If you say, I'm going to start this tomorrow, well, guess what? You ain't going to fucking start this shit. All right? You're going to start today. Give compliments. Be the change. Be the trendsetter. I'm going to leave you with something that I've already, I think I've mentioned already, but it is so cool. The best leaders are the ones that lead by example. Any sport that you've watched in the past, most of those best leaders are the ones that are not bitching and yelling at everybody. They're the ones that just go out and do their do their job, whatever sport it is, work hard. They don't bitch and complain to the referee. They just go do it. So folks, are we going to become a leader in our lives, in our families, in our work families? I know if you're listening to me today, I know you want to do it. And I know you can do it. We got faith in you. All right? Listen, folks, as a Costa Rican too, I forgot to mention one important thing that us Costa Ricans do that is very unique. When we say hello to each other, we're like, Hola amigo, como, como te va? And we respond with pura vida. And pura vida means pure life. But it's actually, it could mean different things. It could mean I'm good, full of life, you know, we're good, this is great. But at the end of the day, it's such a great way to express yourself in, in two words. Pura Vida. So folks, I wish you all Pura Vida. And I hope you guys can live up to that as well. So that'll be my my little goodbye trademark from now on. All right, folks? So to all of you, Pura Vida. And I hope to see you in my next episode. Take care.